The Lord's Rod Has a Voice by James Buchanan from Consideration, 1840. Affliction does not come from the dust, nor does trouble spring from the ground. Yet man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. Job chapter 5, verse 6 and 7. As affliction proceeds neither from blind necessity nor from casual accident, but from the hand of your omniscient governor and judge, so nothing can be more certain than that it is designed for the accomplishment of some great and useful purpose. Now, the design of affliction is expressly revealed in the word of God. He has condescended to explain the reasons of his dealings with you, and it is alike your duty and your privilege to consider and to concur in his declared design. The general end of affliction, as it is explained in God's word, is the moral and spiritual improvement of believers. In other words, their progressive sanctification and their preparation for glory. Oh, how important must the right use of affliction be if it is intended to terminate in such a blessed result. It stands connected with our everlasting welfare, with all that we can enjoy on earth and all that we can hope for in heaven. But more particularly, the day of adversity is intended for our instruction. The Lord's rod has a voice which speaks to us lessons of heavenly wisdom. Therefore we are required to hear the rod and him who has appointed it. Micah chapter 6 verse 9. The rod and reproof give wisdom. Proverbs 29 verse 15. It presents to our minds many of the same great truths which are declared in Scripture, but which we may have overlooked or failed rightly to understand until they were pressed on our attention and made the matter of our personal experience in the day of trouble. Thus, it teaches most impressively that great scriptural truth of the vanity of the world and its insufficiency as the portion of rational and immortal beings. This is a truth which might almost be regarded as self-evident, yet it is one which is very slowly and reluctantly admitted by the young disciple, and which can only be effectually impressed on the mind and unfolded in all its extent by the experience of disappointment and sorrow. In like manner, the day of adversity teaches us the great lesson of our entire and constant dependence on God. But a little while before, we were rejoicing in the midst of prosperity. Our health was sound, our business prosperous, our families entire. But the sudden stroke has come which has smitten our bodies with disease, our business with bankruptcy, or our families with death. And that stroke has come from the Lord's hand. Oh, in such circumstances we are impressively taught that we are absolutely in God's power, that all we have is at His sovereign disposal. 
that we depend on Him day by day, continually, for our personal preservation, our worldly prosperity, our domestic comfort, for all, in short, that we desire or need on earth. These are some of the lessons which adversity, when viewed as a means of moral instruction, is fitted to inculcate and to impress with great practical power on our hearts. When these lessons are duly considered, and above all, when they are submissively embraced and acted on, the disciple will learn from his own experience the value of affliction and admire the wisdom with which God suits his lessons to the most urgent necessities of his soul.